Justin. We have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast. And Pro Football Hall of Famer. The General. Sean McClain. Welcome. Welcome to Utopia. Where do you stand on the Houston Texans and what you think they will do, Baldy, and maybe what they should do? Well, they went C.J. Stroud. And it didn't take them but less than three minutes to make the selection. So they got their signal caller in there. They got C.J. He got through the whole – you know, these, these these quarterbacks now, specifically quarterbacks, but every position, they get run through a four-month process, you know, well before the Senior Bowl, you know, for in, in C.J.'s case from the time they lost to Georgia, which I think was his best game that he played at Ohio State in a real shootout with Georgia in the semifinals this year. Um like, they, they put them through it. You know, the questions, the interviews, the combine, like, all of that stuff. And then, you know, the ST, S2 uh, cognitive test comes yeah, out. Yeah. He doesn't score very well. Uh, he's got to answer those questions. I mean, it's a, it's a ringer. So I'm, I'm happy for CJ because I just remember going back to his pro day in Indianapolis this year, Jason. And, look, Daniel Jeremiah has been doing this for a long time. Uh, yeah. He said that day that that was as good a throwing session for whatever that's worth that he's seen at the combine. And I do think it's worth something. Everybody's eyeballs are on it. Everybody on TV is watching it. Uh, there's pressure in that. And he made it look easy. So uh, Houston uh, had moved on from months and they played Davis Mills. Like they're like, okay, we're going to start this, this rebuild with new head coach and new quarterback, D'Amico Ryans, CJ Stroud. We're going to start this thing today. Well, Baldy, there's nobody better to discuss this with than an absolute sports writing legend in the state of Texas, and particularly Houston. It's John McClain. He is the host of the Utopia podcast. You can find him on Twitter, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Yes, exactly, Baldy. You've got it. Yes. I, 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 I think you're one, of the, you're, you're one of the few people not surprised by this selection, I think, at this point, John. Is that correct? Well, a lot of people in, in Houston, specifically the Houston Chronicles beat writers, the uh, ESPN beat writer, they all had C.J. Stroud. So lately it came up, he, he skyrocketed up the ladder. Now it came out for a while that uh, they'd gotten off of him. They were not one of the 15 teams that subscribed to the S2 cognition test, Nick Casario told us that and uh so he fills their biggest need second biggest need is edge rusher i would expect them to fill that with the 12th pick and uh but they need a franchise quarterback desperately the longest they've ever had a quarterback uh, with this team was seven years with matt schaub and only four were good so they're desperate to get somebody like deshaun watson without the baggage john um what had you heard from inside the building with Nick and D'Amico that they liked about CJ. And when Carolina made the move to jump up to one in front of Houston, did they feel like Bryce was going to be the first pick? Or did they did you feel Houston feel like this process was still gonna fill itself out over the next couple months? Molly, the Bears tried to get them to trade. Uh, with them, and then the Bears were going to trade down with Carolina. Nick Casario wouldn't do it. They thought Bryce Young was going number one all all, the, all along because he's kind of in a class by himself. Uh, C.J. Stroud, of course, 
one of the things they liked, that last game of Rose Bowl of his fresh, redshirt freshman season, he didn't have uh, Wilson and Olave. He had Smith and Jigba, and he threw over 500 yards, and he was magnificent. Then, of course, the Georgia game. But his consistency all along, and the fact that he had a great pro day, had a great combine. He's the best pure passer in the draft. People talk about his mobility. He proved he could run. He ran for 72 yards against Northwestern. He yeah. ran 12 times against Georgia. And I liked his answer at the combine when people brought up the fact that he didn't run much. He said, I had receivers running open. I would have been doing them a disservice yeah. if I hadn't gotten them the ball. Well, obviously you got a defensive-minded head coach in there, and, and Nick Casario comes from Belichick, and that's defense, defense, defense. But is there any part of you that thinks that, that this draft could have an even heavier offensive bent to it? They, they've been – Jackson Smith and the Jigma obviously would know this quarterback pretty well. I've heard a lot of people talk about him at 12. Some people think maybe even B. John Robinson, if he's there, as well as Pierce played, he might not be this kid. Any thoughts on how they go about this team building the rest of this weekend on out? Yeah, I think they've got 11 more picks. They need defensive linemen, specifically edge rushers. They're almost destitute. Their third edge rusher signed with Cleveland, number two. Uh, Jonathan Gennard, last year of his contract, missed 13 games the last two seasons. Their best pass rusher, Jerry Hughes, he's almost as old as Baldy. And he's in his last year of his contract. So they've got to get some edge rushers, and I expect them to do that. Whoa! John, looks like we've. Oh, go ahead. Looks like the Texans oh, are yeah. back on the clock, guys. Um, <laughs> so I thought we would be talking to John maybe in uh, 30, 45 minutes from now, uh, but we get him on extended stay here. It looks like the Texans have acquired the third overall pick from the Arizona Cardinals, and we we know at this point every player is still on the board, right, John? Will Anderson uh, Jr. Yeah. I look for him, Jason, to take Will Anderson, Jr., the best edge rusher. They had to draft capital to trade back up. Daniel Jeremiah predicted this trade in his mock draft, and I didn't think there's any way they would pull it off. I think he had a little inside information. Mm. Yeah, well, um, he, and he waited to the very last day to release it in his mock draft yesterday, John. But this makes a lot of sense, though, because really they had the 12 picks. Like, I mean, really, it's, it's it's tough to sign 12, to get 12 on the field. Um, why not just get your quarterback to build around right now and begin the process of building a defensive line like D'Amico just left there in San Francisco? Uh, what I always loved about Will Anderson, and this doesn't happen very often, John, but he stepped on that campus in Tuscaloosa, and he started day one for Nick Saban in Alabama, and he started 41 straight games. And when I watch him, he barely ever comes off the field. Like, he plays every single Saturday. And I have a feeling like that that durability is a big part of why he's going this high and why, presumably, he goes this high. When D'Amico Ryans was at the 49ers, he had three number one picks in his defensive line, none in the back seven. So it's important to him. He's told us in every interview he's done, he's talked about you have to dominate in the trenches. Now, they need a center to fill out their offensive line. But they got to fortify that pass rush. Will Anderson's number one. Tyree Wilson is number two. Yep. What are your thoughts, I guess, on you, – you've had to spend a little bit of time around him now. The higher 
character of Miko Ryans? Do you think he was the right guy for the job, the right mindset? And how much of, and you just alluded to some of it, those San Francisco team-building sort of beliefs, right, those mantras, and, and them trying to have the best defensive line in the league, how much of that do you think carries over to these guys? Jason, when you consider everything the Texans have been through, with the Deshaun Watson fiasco, finishing four, winning four, four and three games the last three years. The people here were were so excited to get D'Amico, who's not just one of the most popular players in Texans history, he's one of the most popular players in Houston history. And everybody wanted him, fans, media, all the teams were interested in interviewing him. He only interviewed Denver, said this was his dream job. His wife's from here. They have a home for way with kids here. They got married here. They're building a house there. So we could see why he wanted so bad. And the fact he wanted to come here, that made people even more. Well, Will Anderson is now a Houston Texan, John. And I think it's, uh, I, it was, it was presumed that he'd be the first defensive player off the board. It's kind of going like nobody thought well, outside of maybe Daniel Jeremiah, thought that the Texans would trade up to number three. But so far, this night's going like chalk. Two quarterbacks kind of thought to go at the top of the draft, and now Will Anderson uh, presumed to be the best defensive edge rusher in this draft, uh, kind of going to, to form right now as we watch this thing unfold. This is the first time in a while that the Astros have stolen, have lost some of their thunder to the Texans because the Texans have been so pathetic. But right now, with Miko Ryans as the head coach, drafting C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, people are going to be dancing in the street. Yeah. And I, I, I'm guessing this probably puts an end to the Nick Casario rumors as well. I mean, you're making bold moves like this. I mean, I don't know where all that came from in the first place, but it seemed like um, certain people were, were clinging to it. That's a great point, Jason. They were clinging to it, and it was preposterous. He was never going anywhere. I tried to shoot that down immediately. He's got a great situation here. He makes every call. He has final say. It's in his contract. The owners love him. He and D'Amico get along great. Uh, Jack Easterby's gone. So happy days are here again. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead. Well, it's certainly onward and upward. Uh, for the Houston Texans, we, we look, Baldy and I, as you know, big fans of your work going way back. Um, Thank you. Everybody, please check out John on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. Check him out on the Utopia podcast. Give our best to Mattress Mac. And uh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> let me just throw this out again. before oh, we yeah, let yeah. you go here, John, real quick. Real quick. Okay, John, I see where Arizona has just said. That DeAndre Hopkins has a for sale sign in his yard. Like any chance that the Texans would now go back and get nice. the guy that they should never have let walk out that building, DeAndre Hopkins, and put him there with CJ Stroud. Woo. You're right about that, but I don't see it happening. Been there, done that. I think Hop wants to go yeah. somewhere where he has a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and that's not going to be here anytime soon. That's true. That's a good point. But maybe eventually. Or the dark days are over. Well, thank you again, John. Enjoy the rest of the draft. And uh, I'm glad it's wrapped up for you for a while. Maybe it'll be an early night for you. So it's good. Go get it. That's my pleasure. Thank you. Go write that article, John. There we go. (laughs) Thank you.